Good evening and good day wherever you are. Welcome to the FIFA World Cup show this weekend across Africa, Europe, Asia, Americas, Australia and New Zealand. The last round of qualification for the FIFA World Cup took place and as always it's been exciting it's been great and on this show we'll be coming your way with a review of all the games with specific coverage we'll be discussing the fifa world cup qatar 2022 african qualifiers that saw 10 teams square off for five available slots for the mundial i'll be giving you excerpts of that game between Cameroon versus Algeria, with Algeria beating Cameroon 1-0 in Douala. Egypt versus Senegal. Egypt also beating current African champions 1-0. And Ghana versus Nigeria that took place yesterday in Kumasi. Also, that game ended goalless. We'll be giving you excerpts of that game. And DR Congo, Morocco also ending 1-1 with Mali versus Tunisia, with Tunisia also beating Mali by a goal to nil. As always, joining me tonight in the studio is Justin Akowa. And before we take highlights of the game, um, let me get his initial reactions. Justin, what is your initial reactions of the qualification games that took place on the continent? Um... I think that the games were too close to call. I was speaking about how the games were were, were very tightly com, um, contested, very, very fierce and tough. Everyone has his or her game plan. They approach the game with um, in order to get the most out of what they got in every kind of way. Um, I mean, some teams were good. Some teams weren't so good. And it looked like the North Africans had a very they had better game plans as compared to most of the teams that they played against them. And 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 possibly possibly we can have four North African countries representing Africa in this year's World Cup. Yes, possibly we'll have four North African countries, but before we come. I, I come back to Mr. Kowa in the studios. It's important I give my cherished audience um, a review of other qualification games that took place across the globe. After missing out in, on Russia 2018, Italy are out of Qatar, the Qatar World Cup. It's been 16 years since Italy last played at the knockout stage of the FIFA World Cup. Indeed, that is an incredible disaster. Italy's last FIFA World Cup game was June 15, 2014, when a group stage game versus England. That is 2,839 days ago. And Italy's last FIFA World Cup knockout game was in July 9, 2006. It was the final versus France when Italy image victors and that is 5737 days ago and 
it's been such a massive nose dive for the European champions. North Macedonia pulled off one of the greatest wins to beat Italy 1-0 in the FIFA World Cup playoff semi-final to set up a battle with Portugal for a spot in Qatar. That game will be taking place on Tuesday. Sweden also beat Czech Republic 1-0 to set up a clash with Poland. Also on Tuesday, the winner will punch their ticket to the 2022 FIFA World Cup. Gareth Bale scored both goals as Wales also beat Austria 2-1 in their playoff semi-final to move a step closer to a first World Cup final appearance in 64 years. In 64 years. And then Japan and Saudi Arabia from Asia have also booked their place for the 2022 FIFA World Cup. So on Tuesday, Portugal will play North Macedonia and Poland will play Sweden. And these two can qualify. Two-time world champions Uruguay have qualified also for the FIFA World Cup. And it will be Luis Suarez and Edison Cavani's fourth World Cup together. Indeed, we are looking forward to that last dance. And Ecuador also qualified for the World Cup after missing out in 2018, despite losing 3-1 to Paraguay. And the African qualifiers was what Mr. Kowa gave his summary of. The first game we will be taking excerpts of is that game between Congo, Congo DR versus Morocco. Tariq netted a second half equalizer as Morocco came from behind to end a draw at Congo DR in round three of the FIFA World Cup African qualifiers. We'll take excerpts of that game from DR Congo. Hello and welcome to Kinshasa, the first of five huge games in African football today. It's the Democratic Republic of Congo against Morocco in the first leg of their playoff. This was the volume getting turned up and there's a deflection. And now the stadium erupts. The opening goal for the Democratic Republic of Congo against the runner play. Johan Wissa gets it. It's a lovely ball. DLC coming down the left here with Wissa who bends one. Just wide of the far post. The Brentford man desperately close to a second. Another Morocco corner. Was there a hand there? Certainly looked like there was and there's a penalty. I think it's Bakambu. That's unfortunate. Maye puts it over. Didn't even test Kiasumbua. And now an opportunity at the other end. Oh, the sucker punch from Morocco. Delivered by Tissoudali. That was a foul on Hakimi. And Gonda going right through the back of the Paris Saint-Germain player. And Gonda is off. DRC will be down to 10 men. Positive display from Hector Cooper's DRC side. But we have to say it's advantage Morocco ahead of Tuesday's second leg in Casablanca. Yes, that is it for that game in Congo DR. Mr. Koa, what is your initial reaction of that game that ended 1 1? And uh, before that game, it's surprising that uh, the Moroccan FA made an allegation against the Congo uh, DR FA that they made special arrangements 
um, on arrival in Kinshasa, but unfortunately, all those arrival, all those arrangements were nipped to the bat. They didn't find anyone present at the airport, no one from the FA to even assist or welcome them. They also made alternative private arrangements. Also, all the buses refused to, 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 to pick them until a last minute when they, 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 they had to uh, more or less drive on the benevolence of one Congolese to make their way to their hotel. And how do you find all of this and its eventual impact and result of the game? Well, there's not a good look for African football in the first place for these kind of things to be happening um, in this present age because you know how you know how um, you know how hospi- um, hospitable you have to be as a host nation, um, and it is and it is it is discouraging to hear things like this still happening. But then, excuse me. But then you should uh, maybe. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that um, it's a good thing, but then maybe the Congolese also did it to get on the nerves of the Moroccans and unsettle them. I don't know if that's the case, but then even if that's the case, then that's a bad one. And you could tell in maybe that possibly transition to the game because at the beginning of the game, the Moroccans weren't as good as they usually are in terms of building up from the back. Um, passing the ball, they were losing a lot of 50-50s because you could tell that Hector Cooper's men of Dia Congo shot out of shot out of the blocks very quickly, and they were pressuring um, the Atlas Lions in the in the in the first 20 minutes. Um, I think that I, I think that I think that Morocco have come a long way, but then even though they weren't playing so well. Their 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 most experienced defender was 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 very good and he was very crucial in in calming them down and also and also um and also settling or making the back very solid. Um, you can you can tell that you can tell that in the beginning of the game, Morocco couldn't pass forward. They couldn't. They weren't finding passes. They weren't finding good lanes to place the to play the ball. Sorry, in between. Um, in between the lines of, of the Congolese, and you you could tell that you could tell that um, to play to to play in Kinshasa would be very very would be very very um on on easy because look at how big that stadium is, and and you could tell and I mean I think history history will show that um, even Ghana I think when when they in two thousand and five were were very shook in the beginning of the game as well. Um, as 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 I think the Congolese took the lead, but then we also came back, and you can tell that that was the same thing that happened to um, the Moroccans. And their penalty miss was was quite bad um, for for the Moroccans because as they settled into the game, as they settled into the game, you could you could you could tell that they they were they needed the all important away goal to actually. Make them feel good. So then that penalty miss was very, very bad. But then for um, Hali Hotsich bringing on El Kabi as well as Tariq Tisudali, um, they they both combined beautifully to to score an all important equalizer, taking 
taking um, um, for them to take back to Morocco, and and that was what helped them. I mean, you could you can also look at you can also look at it from the extent that Hector Cooper too has called up his um, his most his most um, experienced players. You could see that their captain was still playing Dio Messi and Bokani. There was Yannick Bolasi on the there was Yannick Bolasi there. There was um, there was Luyendama there. He was like he's he's a he's a defender at Galatasaray, and and there was also Yuan Yuan Visa that's um, a forward who plays for Brentford. So then you can tell that Hector Kuperman also did very well in the in the opening exchanges. And I think that the result was a fair one on both sides. Definitely, the result was a fair one on both sides. And Tuesday they go head to head again for the final of the second leg and to see who gets to get the final nod to represent Africa. Musa Sissoko's own goal gave Tunisia the advantage over Mali going into the second leg of their decisive FIFA World Cup Qatar qualifier on Tuesday. We take excerpts of that game in Bamako as Mali beat Tunisia. As Tunisia beat Mali by a goal to nail. Welcome to a scorching hot start of Ancismas here in Bamako, the Malian capital for this first leg from the third round of the African World Cup qualifiers here. A reminder that the winner of this two-leg tie guaranteed a place in Qatar at the end of the year. Opal ball looped up front, but already there to pick it up. But now it's Diaby. Nice little cross and the shot comes in and another one whistles past the upright. Four throwing the ball given away and that's an easy now on the break here. They've got a three on three. Big chance this. Nice pass onto the right hand side. Ball across goal. Good save by Mungoro. That was their best chance of the game so far. Oh, it's no goal. An absolute disaster for Mali. The back pass with too much on it from Musa Sissako. Being consoled by Ibrahim Mungoro. Tunisia take the lead. It's all about the reaction now. They've all given the ball away cheaply. And here's Shaziri. Shaziri going through and he's gone down. Was there even a challenge there from Sissako? The referee says there wasn't. It's a red card. The young standard Liège defender has been sent off. Gaps opening up for Mali as they pour forwards now. Shot comes in just past the upright. What a strike. Ball lofted into the far post. The keeper comes for it. Doesn't get it. Lofted back in. Headed off the line. And that is very much that. And it's Tunisia would have won the first leg of this World Cup qualifier 1-0. They'll take a one-goal advantage back to this on Tuesday for the second leg. Yes, in that game, that is the excerpt of that game. Mali scoring an unpardonable own goal. Mr. Kua, what do you make of that result in Bamako? Well, um, I believe that this was... This this was a show of um, who is more experienced in terms of qualifying for the World Cup, with which, as we all know, Tunisia has a lot of pedigree in doing that, and they showed that this time around. They they were they were they were quite solid on the day, and for Mali, with the excitement and everything in terms of how far they've come, um, in terms of youth progression, youth football, and also um, had had a big boost by having. Um, a nationality switch from 
um, prominent Everton midfielder um, Abdullah Dukuri making making his debut for the Malians was a very very big thing. But then, but then you could tell that the North Africans didn't come here to play. They came here to do their part and play a perfect away game, and they were gifted a very very they were gifted a very very cheap goal, which 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 shouldn't have happened. But then you could tell that after the own goal, the 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 young centre back was very very uneasy by which he actually had to had to um, commit a last man foul which 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 um sent him off in the end and then you can you can tell that you can tell that with with this kind of red card um players like Yves Bisuma, Dukure, um, Amadou Haidara, Dick they, they they wouldn't be able to perform as as they can and you know that it will be even way more difficult to play with ten men against against a very very solid um, Tunisian side. So then, um, a very very a very very um, impressive showing by the t- Tunisians, and they they have shown that they can do all they want, or they would they would they would go to the extent that they will have to play very very a very very compact game to to make sure that the Malians cannot make it to the World Cup and. I believe that this is a very, very good result for Tunisia going into the second leg. And plenty of work has to be done by Magasuba um, with, with, his, with his boys for the second leg in Tunisia. Definitely. And talking of good results, Mali are the only one of the 10 countries left in African World Cup qualifiers who have never been to the World Cup. Tunisia have been to the to the five last finals and in 1978 were the first african side to win a game at the world cup when they beat mexico 3-1 in argentina islam Soleimani produced the winner as algeria held a one goal advantage over the indomitable lions of cameroon going into Tuesday's second leg in the round of three FIFA World Cup qualifiers on the African continent. We will take excerpts of that moment in Douala when Algeria stunned Cameroon. Time FIFA World Cup participants Cameroon take on the 2019 African champions Algeria two African heavyweights in an almighty battle over two matches. There's a chance, long-range shot, going for a long-range shot, and why not? And Boley, well, just parries the ball away for a corner. I think that here he wants to do something. Slimani snatches the ball, Slimani, Zamsamade! It's a great save from Anana. Needed to stop that, but a really strong shot coming from the sporting centre forward. But Lely with the free kick, how wide. Lofted in, beautifully lofted in, look at that, it's a goal for Algeria! Oh my word, they found their goal! And it comes from that man, Slimani. We teed it up as a dangerous threat for Algeria. The set-piece offers the Desert Foxes a 1-0 lead. Same place as Bilele's free kick earlier on. Who's going to meet this one? Is there anybody going to get on the end of it? Long-range shot, the shot comes in. It's been cleared there by Ben Lamry. Of course, he's the... Uh, Player gets rid of everything with a corner. Front post, little flick. Oh, that was very close indeed. Mandy came up and uh, couldn't latch onto that. Got to believe. Got to believe. 
work by Choco Akambi. Here's the ball. He makes it a little bit available. Tawami gets the ball back. That's a lovely touch. Oh, great challenge. Look at that from Mandy. That is ideal from his centre-back. Nicely done. Very nicely done. There's a shot. It's not a bad one either. Well, he pulled the trigger in a big way to try and get that shot in. And you've got to do it. But Carl Choco Akambi working well. The final score... Cameroon nil, Algeria one. Mr. Koa, what do you make of that result? Do you think that goal was as a result of goalkeeping error? I felt Andre Onana could have done better from that corner kick that resulted in the goal. Well, um, I think that this result was 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 very very good, as we all know. The former defending champions of the Afcon, Algeria, didn't do well in the in the in the just ended Afcon this year, and they needed something positive. They kept they they kept their coach. They 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 also they also didn't call up some players um, such as Baghdad Bunja as well as um, Said Ben Rama of West Ham. So you can tell that. You, you you can tell that they they did a lot of reflections and and did what was best for the team in terms of collapse and they and what they have done so far has been able to prove right um in the first leg as as they were able to win a vital game in Japoma um I think that for me for the Cameroonians you and I have spoken um, a lot about how uncertain they are in terms of the kind of football they play. And I think it just keeps showing, even after the managerial change with Rigo Besson taking over from Antonio Coincensao, it, it still it still does not look convincing enough for for the for this kind of footballing nation. For how great they are or for how great they've been throughout throughout um, these years. Um I don't I don't think I don't think Cameroon have have been performing well enough to be able to um to be able to um see off big big teams that they face and 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 I believe this is quite serious for Cameroon going into the second leg against Algeria and they'll have to do they'll have to perform twice twice as much or even twice as much to actually beat the Algerians at their patch and 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 we all know how difficult it, it is in North Africa sometimes to be able to get these kind of results because um, they, they play very, very, very well and they make sure that they do not leave anything to chance um, as as um, as as they will try and take all their chances in order to eliminate you. So it looks like um, Algeria is in the driving seat. And to talk about the goal Onana considered, um, I, I, really, I really do not believe it is Onana's fault. Maybe he could have had a stronger hand to it, but then I believe with Slimani said that it was too close. It was it was it was actually too close to him for him to actually either outstretch his hand or close the gap in terms of how he's going to save the ball. And it was and and, and it was quite tricky because with how you go into the air and try and make a dive when the ball is in the air, you should you should be able to have an outstretched palm. But then I believe that he was too close to the ball to be able to make that maneuver and also save it with one hand. So he probably made the save a bit more difficult for 
um, him than he he could have, and that was what probably caused them to concede this goal. But then it was a very very good result and a morale booster for the Algerians going into um, the second leg. Definitely, it was a morale booster for Algeria going into the second leg. And a bit of perspective for my cherished audience. Just before Cameroon took all on Algeria, Cameroon were on 11-game unbeaten run since their last defeat to Ivory Coast in Abidjan in September at the start of the World Cup qualifying group phase. Algeria are also on a seven-game unbeaten run in the World Cup qualifiers. Also, DR Congo, who played 1-1 with Morocco, are hoping to make their first World Cup appearance since losing 9-0 to Yugoslavia in 1974. Morocco had gone 20 games without a defeat before the 2-1 defeat to Egypt at AFCON, which was their last game. And Liverpool duo Mohamed Salah and Sergio Mani met again 47 days after the African Cup of Nations finals. Senegal's last visit to Cairo was in 2014 when they won 1-0 in an African Cup of Nations qualifiers. Egypt have lost only one of their last 22 games and Senegal are on a 19-game unbeaten run. However, Mohamed Salah's lone goal was all Egypt needed to beat Senegal in the first leg that was played at Cairo. We take excerpts of that moment when Egypt beat Senegal in Cairo. Welcome to the Cairo International Stadium where is the rematch of the Africa Cup of Nations final from just two months ago. Egypt after more than just revenge here against Senegal. Trezeguet feeds it inside. Ball forward. Into the box, starts from Mohamed Salah, and it's in, it's an own goal, it's off the bar by the Liverpool man. And it's just the start that Egypt were looking for. Barely three and a half minutes on the clock, and Egypt find themselves in front. Does well, so it goes back instead to the midfielder, El Soleya. Mohamed Salah back in again from Gaber, and saved by Edouard Mendy. Here comes... Set a goal and it goes over the top and the first side of goal for Sadio Mane. Punasar sends in the corner kick. Deep looking for Sadio Mane who gets there. And El Shanawi gets a hand to it. Back in again. The Bayern Munich man twists back inside. In with the left foot this time. And it's wide. Rippling the side netting. It looked as though it might have gone in at one point. It is left for Idrissa Gay who sends in the free kick. Shot to the back post. Great piece of defending by Abdel Abu El Fatou. Earns a free kick. He's taken quickly. Mohamed Salah down the line. Back inside. Mamouche! Side netting from the substitute. Egypt have won this one. And the first leg belongs to Mohamed Salah. And a little bit of revenge over Sadio Mane. But the job is only half done. Yes, the job is only half done. And on Tuesday in Senegal, the Taranga Lions have the opportunity to rewrite the script or probably leave it as it is, which means Egypt will be qualifying for their second successive World Cup after their first one 
1990. Mr. Akowa, what do you make of that rewind of the AFCON final that was played in Cairo last night? Very, very great game. Great crowd. I mean, I think all the crowds in these first legs have been very great. I think the home teams have done their best to unsettle their to settle the opposition with with um with um placing their games and mammoth crowds playing them in big stadiums where they do not usually play their games. So it has helped them and that and I and I believe that that also helped Egypt because from the get go they played, they started very well, they started a better team, they not allow Senegal to settle and they were able to get their goal. I believe that their goal their their goal would have been could have been easily avoided. Um, I, um, I mean, if you could, if you could see, Ed, um, Edward Mendy made a very, very beautiful um, save as he tipped the ball. He tipped, he tipped Salah's effort to hit the crossbar. But then you could see that um, Salu sees rushed onto, onto the oncoming ball with which the ball struck his knee and the ball entered the post, which was quite unfortunate. So you can, so you can, you can, you can tell that, you you, you can tell that. Not, not, um, not, not only, not only could you see how Egypt started on the, on the better or on the right foot, but they could tell that the Senegalese too were under pressure as, as, um, as they consider this kind of ongoing. But then, um, Carlos Carlos's men, um, quite they were quite relaxed into the game as they knew they had gotten their first goal, but they, they on 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 a, on some occasions tried to push for the second goal. But then, as they could see, when they could see how they could not get that goal, they 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 resorted to some some solid defending, um, with which the solid defending also um, couldn't even hold the Senegalese too. Sometimes, as Mane was trying to make things happen, um, as well as as well as um, Famara Hadie, who so then it was it was it was it was a very very it was a very very tough game. And I believe that the second leg with which I've heard that the Senegalese are going to play in their newest stadium um, and it's going to be Pate Raptors too could could also could also be a very, very crucial game. And for me, I possibly cannot tell who is going to take the second leg. And I and I am sure that with the winner of this one, that 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 country would, would deliver very well for Africa in this year's World Cup. Definitely, that country will deliver well and represent Africa at this year's World Cup. Yet another two teams that are looking forward to represent Africa and the World Cup, but yet are rivals and only one spot is needed from that game to represent Africa. is fierce West African rivals, Ghana and Nigeria when they locked on in a tough contest in Kumasi. This, this was the first clash between both sides in over 10 years since their goalless draw game in a friendly game at the Watford Stadium in October 2011. Yet again, Ghana and Nigeria will compete in an all-winner-takes-all clash on Tuesday after a goalless stalemate in their round three African qualifiers' first leg in Kumase. Just before we pick highlights of that game, my studio guest has special knowledge and information about Ghana. We'll pick its initial thoughts, then we'll pick the highlights and come back to have an extensive conversation 
with him. Mr. Kowa, your initial reactions of the game yesterday in Kumasi. And I must say, kudos to the Ghanaian fans. The stadium was filled to the Raptors, over 40,000 capacity filled. What do you make of the general atmosphere and everything that happened yesterday? I mean, the atmosphere was good to the extent that apparently, um, or it was reported that even before the game, um, there were some people fainting in the stands as they could not take the they could not take they could not stand the heat with which the ambulance um, thankfully came 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 to the rescue and and made sure they got some, um, medical help. Um, then moving on onto my moving on onto the footballing aspect, it was it was for me not not that not that um, not that cagey, but then I believe that I believe that. Um, Ghana, Ghana. After this game, the Black Stars have reason to believe that they can, they they can do, they can do um better um to be um to get the desired result against the Super Eagles because everyone everyone could tell or everyone knew the talk before the game that Comoros beat the Black Stars, so then the Black Stars do not stand a chance against the Super Eagles. And then the Super Eagles were knocked out by the Tunisians in the round of 16. And that probably tilted the game a bit. But then, um, talking about this game earlier this week, we said that what all the 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 form table is out of is out of the window. As this as this is a as this is a rivalry, everyone is going to uplift themselves in terms of performance and do better and give their fans a show and that was what and that was what Otoado and, and his and his men did probably for me has been um the best Ghanaian performance structurally um, in terms of structure um since Mr Justin I you will be coming to detailed analysis will become because I want you to um hold your fire and just wrap up briefly and we take excerpts and then you give us we'll do the detailed discussion. My 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 apologies. Maybe I was I was getting carried away, but then I believe that for me it was it gave it gave people hope that the Black Stars can possibly get a result over the Super Eagles um, of Nigeria. Definitely, let's take excerpts of that game in Kumasi. A sellout crowd here in Kumasi greets Ghana and Nigeria. These uh, historic West African rivals going head to head in this decisive playoff tie. Only one of them will make it to the World Cup at the end of this year in Qatar. Jordan Ayew on that left flank, powering forward. Truste Kong coming across the cover. Felix Afinajian in the middle. Ayew's ball in, collected by Uzo. Neighbours to the east, brought down by Isahaku. Comes inside onto his left foot, the shot is blocked. Mohamed Kudus playing in that attacking midfield role in support of Felix Afinajian. It's laid back by him, there's the shot. A thunderous effort from Isahaku, turned behind by Francis Uzoho. It's the clearest chance we've had yet. Just a con finding himself on the right wing, looking for Aussie men in the middle. Well, it was on target. It was not a powerful attempt, but it's forced to save from Wollacott. Wollacott Aina forward into the path of Aribo, who's made a terrific run into the penalty box. Aribo over the bar. Inacho, all into the middle. Aussie men threw himself to the ground, looking for something. Ahmed Kudus, great footwork from the youngster. First into the box, the shot a goal. Turned behind by Uzo. Straight-faced, the Ghanaian supporters. 
It's been an absorbing contest, a really hard-fought affair. Not too many clear chances, though. And all to play for in the second leg in Abuja on Tuesday. All to play for in the second leg in Abuja on Tuesday. The last time Ghana met Nigeria in the World Cup qualifier was in 2001 for the 2002 FIFA World Cup that took place in Japan and Korea qualification. The Black Stars drew goalless with Nigeria in Accra on that particular qualifier game. And on the return leg in Port Harcourt, the Black Stars lost by three goals to nil. Mr. Kowa, do you think history will repeat itself in this qualification game or the scripts will be rewritten differently? What do you, what is your assessment and what do you make of this statistic? Maybe so, maybe not so, but as we all know, sometimes football loves, football loves a very, very nice ending and probably there can be a repeat of that probably too with with the away goal and force Ghana could Ghana could steal a draw in Abuja and also be able to advance but talking about this whole game um even even with us even from what the commentator said not not a lot of big chances were created in this game because i believe that even though even though Ghana performing well um, entirely was a plus to them um I believe that fans of fans of both sides were 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 a bit not happy about about their performance yesterday. One, because for Nigeria, um people have been talking about August and Egravo not to have um enough enough of a tactical a tactical mind to be able to lead the Super Eagles in 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 games like this. And con and considering that um the the reference played Ehenacho in a number ten role with which he's not really um conversant with and also playing um and playing playing a pivot of innocent Bonke as well as Joe Aribo. But then um speaking of speaking of speaking of this kind of pivots, everyone knows Joe Aribo. It's people who watch Rangers play frequently um can tell you that Joaribo is a very, very confident and talented um t- um talented um box to box midfielder who makes a lot of intelligent runs and knows and knows how to create a lot of very very good chances. And and I think he was he made he made one surging run to a point where he broke he broke Garner's um he broke Garner's um defensive line and was and was able to get I was able to sneak in um right by Jiku with which he got a chance but he wasn't composed enough in front of um in front of um Joe Walukot with which he fired the chance over the bar. So then that is something for Augustine Egravon to think about. And with Jordan Ayu people speaking about Jordan Ayu speaking about um Fatal Isahaku Speaking about their captain Thomas Party, um, with which I think Thomas Party started well, but then as 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 the game went on, as early as the the fifty fifth minute, you can tell that Ghana's pivot in in the middle they were very they were quite tight as they weren't they 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 allowed the Nigerians to peg them back a little, with which made build up for Ghana very very difficult. But then you could tell that Fatal Isahaku. Had had a bit of um, um, a decent start with which he 
you could um you could you could realize that he wasn't being calm enough as a winger and and like letting the game come to him but he was being forceful i mean being forceful is okay for a winger but then if you overdo it that is when that is when it gets quite difficult um you can speak about mohammed kudus we we all know how integral kudus is to the black stars even when the black stars weren't playing well kudus was the one who was saving the black stars mostly um with his with his um, close dribbling with his agility with his ability to turn very quickly and beat his band. Um, you could tell that Innocent Bonquet didn't have, couldn't stand a chance against him and and decided to foul him at every chance that he caught the ball because you know that once he turns you, everything, everything, um, everything becomes more difficult. And it was evident in the second half as um, as Kudus beat um, Zedu Sanusi on the left and was, um, was also able to beat one Nigerian player taking it into the box and firing it low to the near post with which Francis um, Uzohu saved um, in the second half, and 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 I mean that showed that showed how that showed how threatening he can be. Um, Jordan, are you for someone who tested COVID negative um, a few days ago, going through one training session? I I believe that I believe that for 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 experience reasons and and in terms of contributing defensively to the way black stars defend from the front uh also ado chose um jordan Ayu. but then i i one problem with me was um jordan jordan was bad on the set pieces um free kicks corners were very were badly taken and and they didn't amount to anything and it looked like every set piece we we had in this game was wasted because as you know in in these kind of games every single detail counts but then we're quite poor on we're quite poor on them set pieces he he couldn't provide a really really good threat in the first half he couldn't go past um Ola Aina and and that was that was a problem um talking about the bright sides of 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 the black stars um Dennis Odoi, who who was who was a, a, a 33 year old right back who played for Fulham and now plays for Club Bruges, um, gave gave a good account of himself yesterday. Quite solid, kept Musa Simon out of the game and 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 kept things as as tidy and as and as neat as possible at the back end, and that was quite impressive for the whole backline. They 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 did quite well and. They did well to the extent that they limited Victor Ozyman, who is a very, very good striker. They limited him to one um, completed pass in the whole game. And 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 that means that showed how defensively solid Ghana was yesterday. Um and and that is and, and that is quite big for someone like Otto Ado, who has had them the whole team and have trained about three times and, and that shows the kind of progress that the four coaches have made since every player landed um, in Ghana for training, and Gideon Mensah, who also did quite well, and 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 was able to keep Samochuku Eze at, um, at bay, and performed quite well, and showed and showed his showed his pedigree, and and I believe that he was he was able to fill um, Babaraman's boots quite well or quite easily, and. I believe that 
with these kind of performances the defenses showed, including Idris Obaba and um, debutant, 19-year-old debutant Felix Afenajan. I believe that the Black Stars have something good or something solid to work with within the next two years, even if they do not make the World Cup this year. Yes, the Black Stars have something good to offer. And talking of something good, the technical team were exceptionally brilliant on the day, given the bizarre performance the team we witnessed from the Black Stars as they just ended AFCON. And kudos to Coach Otto Addo and the rest of the technical team. At this point, we're taking calls and one cherished audience and caller is with us today. And uh, Carlos, if you can join us on the line, we pick your thoughts. Yes, Carlos, good evening and welcome to the show. Kindly unmute your mic. Yes, good evening and welcome. Yeah, yeah, good evening. Welcome. Thanks for having me, man. Yes, and um, we know you are a passionate um, soccer fan and a Ghanaian football fan for that matter. Yes. What, what, what is your impression of the Black Stars and yesterday's results at the Pabayara Stadium in Kumase? Okay, thank you very much. Just to say that uh, to begin with, I'm really enjoying your program. Thank you. And uh, Thank it's you. one of my top, top, kindly is my best program for getting updates on sports and results and everything. I, I actually have decided not to listen to anyone except you guys. So this is where I get all my information from. So, yeah, that is that is it. Uh, on yesterday's game, you know, the general euphoria for the game was uh, up. Uh, of course, Ghana hosting Nigeria and uh, Kumasi. Uh, it, 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 it's about that is you know very very it's filled with a lot of uh, uh, drama if I should put it that way. But uh, just to summarize everything, it was it was it was a game that was you know a little tense I would say. But uh, we, we we could have seen a, a much better performance from each side. I would say uh, the teams looked a, a little shaky, etc. etc. I mean things would have been better tactically. Uh, they could have given us a nice show. Uh, but uh, all in all, we we, we like how it, it, it went. Let's see how the second leg goes. Let's see how the second leg goes. And how do you see the second leg as a fan? Do you think the Black Stars can pull the results in Port and Abuja? Or the Super Eagles will triumph over the Black Stars in Abuja? Well, it's a big break for both teams in both countries. And, uh, of course, Ghana having lost their home court advantage. Uh, I'm wondering how it's going to be like in, in, in Abuja. It's, it's really going to be a tough one. I don't know. I would say that the Nigerians are maybe a foot ahead of us because of home court advantage. But, uh, hey, you never know. Black staff can play well and then, then pull, pull up an upset. It, 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 in football, things are possible. And uh, yes. let the deserving and best, best country win. Yesterday... In football, all things are possible. Yesterday, the coach of the Black Stars uh, made three changes and, in fact, featured yeah. uh, two youngsters, Afenejan and Fatal Isaku. Yeah. As a football fan, what do you make of the performance of these two boys? Afenejan is just 19. Yeah. Fatal Isaku is 18. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you very much, uh, well, Afenejan, we know, is a protege of 
Jose Moreno, and kindly he's, he's an informed AS Roma player. So definitely his addition to the Black Star team was a uh, plus. Uh, Ishaku the same way. He, he has good uh, play playmaking skills. So on the whole, they 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 had uh, highlights and snippets of brilliance. It wasn't much, but uh, you could see going forward these guys could be good additions to the Black Star team. So I would say uh, my impression of them was a positive one. And giving more room and play time, we can see great things. Yes, yeah. giving more room and time, we can see great things. And as always, Francis, it's great yes. and it's a wonderful pleasure having you on the show. And thank you so much for your compliments. And we hope you continue doing the listening, not just doing the listening, also <laughs> keep sharing our podcast with your friends and family for us to increase our numbers and to keep growing together. Sure, sure. I'm doing that. Thank you so much. You're and, most welcome. Uh, You're most welcome. We, we look forward to hosting you as well one of these days on the show. Anytime, my brother. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. Thank and, you. And Benjamin Tete and Dede will be back to help the Black Star. Hopefully, when we qualify. I hope so. <laughs> Definitely. And we hope you can bring Benjamin Tete onto the show one of these days. And for us yes, yes, be yes. Ready. He'll be. He'll be here live. Don't worry. You know, you know, you know, he, he knows you already. So. He's, he's already gotten word from you, so don't worry. Just be ready. You'll be there. Thank you. Thank you. And this is a special one to you, Benjamin <laughs> Tete. Wherever you are in Turkey, um, yeah. uh, we, are, we are inviting you to the FIFA World Cup show, the UEFA Champions nice. League well to come join us and uh, share your exceptional nice. knowledge and experience in the game with us. We'd love to have you on the show. And thank yeah, you man. so much, uh, um, Carlos. And... Uh, we we uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with you. Same here, bro. Same here. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Yes. Mr. Justin, uh, did we lose you as a speaker? If you can then call in and, and um, we get your final thoughts to wrap up with the show. Hello, Philip. Yes, Justin. We lost you as a speaker. And... Um, your final thoughts um, as we go into Tuesday's second leg games on the quali- on, on the African qualifiers for the World Cup. I what mean, did we expect uh, as fans uh, uh, from, from, from the second leg games? I mean, to be honest, um, as, I, um, as I said earlier, we have, we have a possibility of as much as four North African teams making it to the World Cup in, in Qatar later this year. Um, no one knows what to expect, even me. If I, if I, if I, if I have to, if I have to sleep and dream about it a million times, I wouldn't be able to fish out the correct outcomes of any of the games. And, and I believe that every game has, every game was too close to call in the first leg. And that is how it's going to be in the second leg. Everyone is trying to be as solid and compact as possible. And everyone believes that they they deserve a fair shot at representing Africa in Qatar. So, so then I think that I think that the most deserved teams will be the ones who are who are who are the ones who are going to go through, especially the ones who are very streetwise and won't take too much risks in the second leg. Definitely. And on this note, as always, it's been a pleasure coming your way with today's episode of the FIFA World Cup show. Today is a special episode and it's our 50th episode of the FIFA World Cup show. As always, thank you for doing the listening. Keep sharing and subscribing.
to our podcast podcast on this note we say bye bye to you all Thank you.